solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is... Potter Watch! <laughs> I don't know what just... <laughs> I don't know what accent I started doing. I just started talking in a funny voice. And I tried to emulate it. And I ended up somewhere in like a Scottish Cockney combination. I was not trying to do a specific accent, just to be clear. Um, but I, and I, was I, just, I loved how it turned out. I was doing Alex's accent, so I definitely wasn't. I, thank you for going with me on that. Oh, of course. I appreciate it. Um, so this... <clears throat> chapter was chapter 12 the polyjuice potion otherwise known as a perfect plan Ooh. <laughs> okay look i'm sorry i wanted to come up with a better title but i put too much pressure on this chapter because i really liked it so i'm sorry but i will explain why i gave it the perfect plan a perfect plan okay uh, I named and it... And it's Polyjuice Potion Perfect Plan, want the peas. I got okay. it, I got okay. it. Okay, just so the listener knows, I wanted to ask him about Percy too, but I didn't. <laughs> Percy's Perfect Plan. Oh, I got a lot of notes on Percy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I have like four notes on Percy. I'll just say like Don't. four of them are the same note. I wrote multiple. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Percy <laughs> has given me a lot of comedic relief in this chapter. Yes. Um, anyway, um, my chapter title is Sleuthing with Slytherins. So that's, that's great. It's, that's superb. Stop. It, um, yeah, and I feel like neither one of our titles really, um... I wasn't being sarcastic. Yours is way better than mine. But I don't know. I just feel it's not exciting. It doesn't reflect how I much know. I like the chapter. I know. I think we do better with, like, Chapters we don't like as much. That's true. <laughs> so I put, yeah, same as Molly. I put uh, a little too much pressure on myself, I feel. So what happened in this chapter, Alex? Let's see if I can do this quickly. I won't be able to. I know. So, um, uh, as we left off from last chapter, Harry gets in trouble for calling a nearly headless Nick, so he's sent to Dumbledore's office. In Dumbledore's office, Harry sees the sorting hat. He puts it on. The sorting hat's like, you would have been good in Slytherin, and Harry's like, fuck you. Then, he sees Fox die, and he's like, ah, Fox is burning. Okay, that happens. Then we leave Dumbledore's office. Oh, actually, first of all, Dumbledore asks Harry if he has anything to tell him. Harry says no. Then we leave. We go to the bathroom because, oh, no, we go to the dinner because we have to, like, eat desserts and stuff like that. And we also have to, like, get the hairs for crab and boil so they can do the polyjuice potion. They put the muffins, they're poisoned. Five seconds. With, ah, with a sleeping draft. And then the crab and boil, eat the draft, they put the hair in the... Too much detail. Oh, and then they take the polyjuice potion and Hermione turns into a cat and they interrogate Malfoy, but he's not there, so they're Okay, done. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about the rest on the show. I we'll guess. just put in the whole audiobook chapter. Alright, it was not that long. <laughs> Fine. I'm gonna start writing bullet points. I'm gonna start doing chapter titles in haiku form. 
Like, not titles, yeah, but, um, be amazing. we should come up with a haiku for the chapter. Yes. Except for I don't really remember haikus. I know it's, like, syllables or five, something. Five, seven, five. It's, like, sorry, like, Molly would be two. two. So, like, Molly yeah. Yeah, ate I think right. a cake. <laughs> That's, <laughs> let me finish this up. Molly <laughs> ate a cake. We are on Potter Watch. Yay. This is going well. I was going to say great. Oh, great. <laughs> You're a poet, Molly. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> anyway. Come back to your uh, scheduled program. Not even sure why we're this sleepy today. I think it's like the middle of the week. Um, just a side note for me personally, I have been like days ahead all week, which is really upsetting when I realize it's only Wednesday. I'm like, oh, it's Thursday. Nope. Oh, it's Friday. Nope. No Wednesday. Is it because you had that day off last week? Is your body all confused? I don't know. I think I'm just eager for the weekend. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Okay. This is only the beginning of Harry getting into all of Dumbledore's stuff. He's so (laughs) snoopy. Like, he's always, like, touching his stuff, going into his pensieve, putting on his hat. The, one of those things, the, like... Licorice snaps. Yeah. That's in the movie, though. Yeah, well, I remember that. Because <laughs> I'm like, why would you have those, Dumbledore? How are you ever eating those? He loves candy. <coughs> those look mean. Like, I don't want to eat anything with teeth. Also, it could hurt Harry. Harry goes, it won't hurt to put on the hat. It could. And you it does. Know. It does hurt him emotionally. He's like, hey, just uh, a wondering, uh, but... To be fair, I would have to do it, too. I would do it. If I were concerned, like, if I were as as insecure about it as Harry is, I would have been like, look, this has always been bothering me, and I never thought I'd have a chance to talk to you about it again, but here you are, the hat, so I'm just gonna do it, and you're gonna reassure me that I'm a Gryffindor, and instead you told me that I'm a Slytherin, and I'm really feeling bad about it. He didn't say he was a Slytherin. Or that he would do well in Slytherin. Which is basically the same thing. The sorting hat became always, I don't like that the sorting hat does this. Look, I'm just saying, like, I was right in giving him the rat in the sorting hat chapter. Well, I almost gave him a rat in this chapter, although, like, that was before we got to, like, the main rattiness of this chapter, and it clearly needed to go to someone else. But I, um, I was V-mad about it. I stand by what I said last year, hat, last book, when I gave you a rat. I stand by what I said last year. No, I, I, I got it. It was great. It was a lot of anger that really shouldn't have been pointed towards the head. No. No. I'm <laughs> not really sure where that peeled from. Um, also, just um, Fox exploding in front of Harry. I said, poor Harry. He's literally always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, sometimes he puts himself in these situations, and sometimes it just happens. Um, yeah, I said very appropriate reaction by Harry. Um, I would be V on edge. Um, good thing he doesn't know about omens yet, which he finds out next book. I was like, that would feel like a really bad omen. He doesn't believe in that even when he... But, um, well, back to what the hat said, though. Oh, sorry. Why does the hat think he would do well in Slytherin? Like, is it because he would be, like, a good friend? Like, a loyal friend? 
Or is he reading the Horcrux inside he's, of him? I've always assumed he's been reading the part of Voldemort that's inside him, the Horcrux inside him. Because I'm sure the hat has, like, sifts through your brain and has a couple of, like, little checkpoints that go up. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what you would be good at. Because Harry has, like, almost zero Slytherin qualities. Yeah. Like, he's not ambitious. He's, like, a fierce friend. Yeah, that's, like, it. Yeah. He's not, like, self-interested. No. He's not cunning at all. He doesn't want power at all. He's zero percent cunning. That's the main thing. (laughs) Like, and this is so funny because this is such a huge thing in fan fiction, like, particularly dreary fan fiction, where they're like, Harry... You would have done well in Slytherin. I was almost a Slytherin. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I was supposed to be in Slytherin. And I'm like, Harry would never be in Slytherin. He's, I, he has no qualities of a Slytherin. Yeah. Um, but I do love all, like, the subtle info that Dumbledore gives on Fox. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, he can, like, carry heavy loads. And he has healing powers. Exactly. Uh, although... That won't come back later. (laughs) (coughs) Although, I just, like, some also subtle things. J.K. slips in there, like, Dumbledore nudging Fox, like, hey, you need to get going, buddy. You're looking rough. (laughs) Like, I just want to imagine Dumbledore and Fox having these conversations. I know. Very cute. But also, Dumbledore's like, it's such a pity you saw him on a burning day. He's so beautiful. And I'm like, who cares if he's beautiful? Seeing a phoenix die and rise again from the ashes is awesome. Like, I'd want to see that day. Because how often, how long do they live before they burn again? I assume, like, if you're a student, you can only see that while you're at Hogwarts. Like, it's not as long as seven years. Like, I'm sure they live past seven years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a special gift, and they're rare birds. I mean, Harry doesn't even appreciate it. I know. It makes me... I'm just... I'm thinking, every time that line happens in the book and in the movie, every time I'm like, I would love to see a burning day. That seems special. I can see the pretty bird on the internet. Or in a Google image. Or in a book, probably. In the listening world, you know. Yeah. It wasn't Harry, Professor Dumbledore said Hagrid urgently. I was talking to him seconds before that kid was found. He never had time, sir. Dumbledore tried to say something, but Hagrid went ranting on, waving the rooster around in his agitation, sending feathers everywhere. It can't have been him. I'll swear it in front of the Ministry of Magic if I have to. Hagrid, I... You've got the wrong boy, sir. I know Harry never... Hagrid, said Dumbledore loudly, I do not... Think that Harry attacked those people. Oh, said Hagrid, the rooster falling limply at his side. Right. I'll wait outside then, Edmaster. Love that Hagrid did what he did. Probably put that quote in. Hashtag true Gryffindor, I thought. Uh, Me too. And it just, I like thinking about it because it's so sad for me, like, because he's, Hagrid just, I read this as him being, like, terrified that the same thing's gonna happen to Harry that happened to him. I it's thought the just same thing. So sad. He doesn't want him to be, like, wrongly convicted, and he's willing to put himself in jeopardy of being mm-hmm. wrongly convicted again to save Harry, mm-hmm. which is so sweet. He's like, I'll go in front of the Ministry of Magic. I'm like, Hagrid! But I was also like, where's Hagrid been all book? Because he's, like, not been in it very much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think on purpose. I think they just have been focusing on other things. So I was like, this is like the first time we've seen Hagrid in a while. Since the slug incident, which seems like a while ago. But 
It was only like three chapters ago. <laughs> I think we've just, it's been like we've been having yeah. haphazard recording sessions. Um, Fred and George, make way for the air sovereign. Um, I think, I don't I know, love Fred it. and George are always a laugh, like that was funny. I'm not I, quite there Oh, yet. sorry. No, it's okay. Um, just a little bit more on Dumbledore. Um, Avi, Dumbledore can like read his mind, kind of, because he's like a good legitimate. So do you think he like wants him to like, I don't know how much he's reading his mind, like about the polyjuice, or, because I don't think he knows about the voices, like hearing the... No, but I think he knows something's up. Yeah. And he probably does know about the voices, because isn't Dumbledore there when they're like, didn't you sit... No. No. And I was like, why listen to Ron? When has Harry ever cared about, like, being normal? And Ron's like, it's not normal to, like, hear voices. And, like, especially with Dumbledore. Like, he should have definitely told him. I think so. Okay, but I'm gonna go back on my defense where I think Harry legitimately thinks that he could be doing this. Like, or that he thinks that he's somehow involved. Because even when he's, like, Ron's like, this isn't normal, Harry's like, I could be the heir of Slytherin. I don't know anything about my family. This yeah. could be me. So I do think it's both self-preservation, like, he doesn't want that to be confirmed, that fear, and then he's just heard the sorting hat be like, and I'm telling you, son, it would have yeah. been good in Slytherin. And I think all of that is really, like, for a 12-year-old, it's too much. He can't really handle it. And he doesn't really know Dumbledore that well. Yeah. Yet, Dumbledore so. and him, I mean, he respects Dumbledore a lot, and he, but and honestly, had, like, I would expect heart him to, to open up to Hagrid more than he would Dumbledore. Yeah, for you sure. You know, because he spends more time with him as a paternal figure, yeah. I think. Um, or yeah. Or uncle figure. <clears throat> I agree. Definitely uncle. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm just curious of how much Dumbledore, like, knows or suspects, and I think he probably suspects that they're gonna, like, do something, like, maybe with Malfoy, maybe not, but, especially because Harry literally runs through everything in his mind, which is, like, if you don't want someone to read your mind, which he doesn't know he yet, doesn't know but, um, but he does that anyway, <laughs> but that's, like, so true, because if someone's, like, don't think about something, like, you just think about it. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry, where were you? You were at Fred and George. George. I love FNG. <laughs> um, I said Percy probably does think it is Harry. <laughs> yeah. Um. TBH, Percy, not a bad guess. Yeah. Again, I said poor Jenny, and again, FNG should realize, because I feel like Jenny's always the one to, like, laugh at their jokes, and she's like, it's not funny, but, like, I feel like growing up, she was always, like, enamored by Fred and George, so the fact that she's, like, not into the joke should be a red flag. <laughs> I'm really mad at the twins for not picking up on Jenny. I also am, I'm a little disappointed that, I, and I, this is, like, a thing where I feel sad for Jenny. Like, it upsets me that she feels that she has no one she could talk to. Except for a diary. Yeah. Or, well, right, in the first place. Which is why she's in this mess, but also about this. Well, I don't think writing the diary in the first place is sad. No, but no, but I'm saying, like, oh, it's sad that this diary is the only person that she could turn to to talk about her most deepest secrets. Like, she didn't have a friend, or she doesn't feel comfortable yeah. with her siblings. And But how much is that 
Tom Riddle being like, don't say anything, don't talk to anybody, you know, yeah. like, is he possessing her so much that she can't get out, like, I mean, I know she does, she gets rid of the diary, but, like, I feel like that's her fighting him. Jenny's so strong. I, this book just, it hurts me, and then I think about all of the, like, shit that Ginny gets from, like, the fandom in general later in these books, and I'm just, like, she's the only other character that was this close to... Like, surviving his control, kind right. of. Right. You know, and she excels after this moment. She doesn't go into a spiraling depression. Yeah. She doesn't turn into an asshole. She doesn't bully anybody. She plays her Quidditch, and she stands up to people who mess with her. And I just... It makes me so sad. Fanged servant. Sir, oh, yes. servant. How yes. do they know? Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing, because also servant sounds like serpent. Serpent. Which actually, um, so to bring back, I did read this book. Um, Waters, our good friend who wrote the unofficial guide to mysteries of Harry Potter. This is like the kind of fan. Just to tell you what we're talking about with Fanged Serpent, um, Fred and George make a joke about, um, Harry being the heir of Slytherin and him having a helper called the Fanged Servant, which, hello, how did they know? But, continue on. Um, okay, so real, real quickly, what we were talking about earlier, they have a theory about the whole sorting hat thing, Well, they're like, one, is it supposed to be positive or negative reinforcement, or like a red herring, so is it like the sorting hat, like, reinforcing the Slytherin thing, or is it supposed to be like a red herring, blah, 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 we don't know. Um, they also wanted to know if something was weird about the fact that he's 12 years old and it's chapter 12, which, that just seems dumb. That just um, seems dumb. He's like, there's also a chapter 13 in the third book and a chapter 11 in the first. I know. Like, what does that mean? I thought I saw a thing about, um... So on and so forth. Oh, yeah, they say, so, Prenders and the heirs. Funny thing, servant, and then it just says, wonder if George shares Ron's sense of humor, which I don't understand what that means. What? I don't know. I thought they would have a better thing about that. Okay, that was it. Sorry, that was disappointing. Thanks, Waters. <laughs> <laughs> Minus ten points to Waters. Okay. Um, where are we? I have a Percy note, one of the, one out of four, whatever. Please. <clears throat> Let me just read where I'm talking about. <laughs> he had already told them pompously that he was only staying over Christmas because it was his duty as a prefect to support the teachers during his troubled time. And then this is my note. And so he could do it with his girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> we Percy. do have a note. <laughs> I don't have a note about Percy, but we could talk about Percy because Percy is like too much for me in this chapter. He says he's a prefect maybe 400 times. <laughs> I and he's love not even track. And he's not even seen that often. We should, we should keep Prefect track. chat or tracker. From all the books, though, like, I'm a prefect, I'm a prefect, I'm head boy, I'm head boy. <laughs> Somebody has probably done this. 
I'm gonna look it up at the end of this episode, but that is incredible. Um, my next, um, note says, why would they not go to Egypt? I know, they did the same thing last year. They were, like, visiting Charlie Romania. Like, I know why Ron isn't, but... But, right, I understand why Ron wouldn't go to Egypt, but why would no one and Jenny's possess? Yeah, well, I'm wondering if maybe, like, they know how expensive it is to travel, and they're kind of just, like, selfish, selflessly, like, nah, it's fine, we don't really want to go, like, you guys just go. Oh, that's nice. That's a good I mean, I'm just... Of it. Because for me, it's like, uh, they probably don't get to go on vacation very often. Yeah. So, I would, you know love a chance to go to Egypt. And I feel like Fred and George are in particular like really aware of that. Mm-hmm. So they're like and they're the only ones that would make sense to go and also they probably like the freedom of like not being under Molly's true. thumb all the time. True, true, too true. But Bill's so cool. I know. I wanna go to Egypt plus I wanna see Bill. <laughs> I'll be in Romania with Charlie. <laughs> Uh, there's, oh, wait, do you remember why Hedwig was mad at Harry? I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember either, but I think it might be the beginning of the chapter, like, because we haven't seen her. I mean, the beginning of the book for the for being locked in the cage all summer. Oh, true. Good. Or, no, and being thrown out of the car. Right, 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 right. right, right. I think you're right. Wow, it's been a while. Come on, Harry. Take care of your pet. <laughs> I know. It's been, like, it's literally Christmas break. It's been a whole semester, Harry. Um, Ugh, Dursley. Yeah, mine says, wow, Dursley's. A toothpick for Christmas. I mean, you might as well not have said anything. did get, like, busted out because he had dropped a cake on somebody. Still. And, like, ruined a big deal. They could be in, uh, where did they want to go? Morosia or something like that? Morosia? What? More, more, where did they want to go? Not Morosia. There's something like that. Majorca. <laughs> Majorca. Okay. Majorca, I think it is. I didn't hear you coming up with it. Well, I... <laughs> Majora. Majora wasn't a play. <laughs> you know what? I hope it's a city somewhere. If you're from Majora, let me know. <laughs> Missouri, if you say it like... <laughs> you're from Missouri. They wanted to holiday in Missouri. <laughs> You know what would not surprise me with the Dursleys? I feel like they'd have some, uh, some good times in Mazara. Um, also I think it's weird that Harry never, like, got into pro Quidditch. Like, he never come, has, like, his own team. Like, I know he gets, like, the canon stuff from, like, Ron, but, like, he doesn't ever, and I know, like, he's, like, outside of it, but he never, like, latches on to, like, a specific team or anything. Well, I think he latches on to the canon because of Ron. Yeah, like, with but. loyalty. It always just seems like, he always says, like, Ron's favorite team, and, like. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is because Ron likes them, but. And I think he likes to be in alignment with Ron, and he wouldn't really get a chance to see any games. Like, right. I. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not like they can listen to it on the, or watch it on the TV or listen to it on the radio. So, I think he's just like, I have no other Yeah, I think he's just like, teams. yeah, Ron likes them, so. So, I got it. Yeah. Like, Harry doesn't think too much about that stuff. Right. Well, that's what I think that, because he loves Quidditch so much, but he doesn't really get into the pro Quidditch. Yeah, like, he loves seeing it in the fourth book. Yeah. He gets so happy. Okay. LOL at Hagrid being drunk on eggnog. Classic. Classic. 
Um, my next one is like a paragraph on Hermione. Ooh. <laughs> this is my... Oh, wait, I have one more note about Percy. Them changing the, uh, the badge to Pinhead. Pinhead. Amazing. Um, okay. Okay, I have notes on Hermione, too. Go. Thank God for Hermione. It's actually a good plan, hence a perfect plan. And <laughs> they, they're still doubting her, one. And then second of all, meanwhile, Harry and Ron's plan would... Plan... <laughs> Harry and Ron plan the world's dumbest plan, i.e. Norbert, and no one questioned it. Nobody questioned it, and they're like, oh, Hermione, that seems like a lot of things could go wrong. I don't know. I think they're more like, it might be because she's like borderline sociopathic here in a way that I love. She's like, all right, simple plan. So we're going to poison the muffins, and then the Okay, it's not muffins. poison. Okay, so we'll put a sleeping potion in the muffin, and then they're going to go to sleep, and they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, they're going to go to sleep, and it'll be fine. And then you're going to steal their shoes, and we're all going to get together, and you're going to be take their hair, and we're going to drink their hair, and then everything's going to be fine. And Harry and Ron are like, we're going to what now? Yeah, and then she's like... Hermione say what? Doubly brilliant. She, like, remembers the clothes. She's no, like, I know. I Look, I think it's borderline sociopathic, and I'm loving it. Like, I'm like, yes, Hermione. You didn't question this at all. Ain't nobody care. Hermione is amazing. She's yes. great in this chapter. Um, yeah. Just can you wonderful. just, can you read this line out loud so I can respond to it? Uh, sure. Have you ever heard of a plan where so many things could go wrong? Yes, several. Yes. <laughs> Ron, several, <laughs> including Norbert. And then I said, P.S., wait until you try and break into the ministry twice. I feel very attacked. I no, I'm not, not attacking you. It was not me. I was asked to deliver the slide. Yes, and I needed to respond to it with gusto. Wait, both times that they break into the ministry, it goes terribly, but they are, in fact, successful. Right? I mean, if you count Sirius dying as successful. Oh, oh, that's what you meant. Sorry, I was getting that, that first. Was one. I was getting Green Gods. Oh. I was, I was thinking Green Gods. I mean, technically, both times. Well, the first time they're not successful. Second time, they are technically successful, but like they have no plan. Like so many more things could go wrong. Right. Right. Yes, but they are successful the second time, and they are successful. They are successful when they break into. Green guts, and so barely, barely also, but they do make it through. But guess what? They're not successful with getting Norbert up to the tower because it was the stupidest plan ever. Look, I feel like we're way past the Norbert. <laughs> some of us might be past in it. Some of us may be holding on. I, I think that some of us is just you, and you need to take a breath. I thought and you were gonna be with me. I hate the Norbert chapter too. Okay, I've just made my peace with it because I also had to reread it. Okay, okay, well, to five year olds. Okay, fine. I won't talk about the Norbert chapter, but I will say, let's steal a flying car. Great <laughs> plan, guys. Great plan. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I would just like to compile a list of choices that are made when Harry and Ron are That's what I'm to their own devices. That is what I'm 
saying? Because Ron says, have you ever heard of a plan where so many things could go wrong? I think he's just nervous, okay? They're breaking like a million school rules. Okay, to be, like, fair, the Norbert thing doesn't involve hurting another student. Like, poisoning another Okay, student. again, you're saying poisoning, but they are not poisoning Okay, them. potioning them to sleep and then shoving them in a broom cupboard is very bad. Very bad news bears. If they got caught, it would just not be good. Yeah, and then they try to kill them later. Spoiler, book seven. Oh, okay, I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> technically they try to save them. No, Crab and Goyle. Oh, Crab and Goyle tried to kill. Mostly Crab. Yeah. Because Crab sucks. Oh, I thought you meant Harry and Ron trying no, to kill no, Crab no, and no. Goyle. Crab and Goyle. I'm like, no, they try to save them. Look, I just think they subtly, or not subtly, they subconsciously or un- unconsciously, subconsciously remember the broom closet. Although, TBH, if the Marauders get away with the prank, then any student can get away with anything, because they legitimately almost try to kill Snape. Okay. For that. <laughs> Bad news bears. Um, for everyone involved. <clears throat> that actually, the prank, like, I don't even really, like, yeah, that's a bad we'll person. about But it. it makes me angry about Lupin. More so. Like, it makes me mad that oh, James Oh, yeah. I thought you were mad Lupin. at Lupin. No, I, it makes me mad that James and Sirius would betray Lupin's trust like that. Yes, for sure. Um, Love all of this with um, Crab and Goyle. Like, just, like, getting them to eat the cupcakes yes. and everything. How thick can you get? Um, but I said that they, like, kind of make a comment about Crab and Goyle, like, having fourth helpings of Trifle, but earlier in the chapter, <laughs> Harry and Ron were having third helpings. <laughs> like, don't judge. They're also really mean about Millicent. Yes. Millie. <laughs> They're really mean about Millie. Like, Hermione and Clue. <laughs> I mean, Hermione, not as much, I don't think. Um, I was saving this for when we Oh, okay. There, wait, wait, wait. Save it, save it, save it. <laughs> but she has a choice line that is hilarious, but awful. There's oh, like, I think we're, like, there. What was it? Um, full strokes, no pixie. It's uh, what Hermione Wait, said. Harry says that. Oh, I thought Hermione said that. When she was like, we better get out of here because we won't all fit. And Harry says that. And, uh, full strokes, no pixie. Harry said that. Okay. Because I have a note about that, too. Um, oh, yeah, said Harry. You're okay. right. My bad. I thought it was Hermione, and I was like, um, Hermione, get it together. That's so rude. No, I don't think she's... She wouldn't do that, because she gets teased out for her look. I know. Okay, yeah. that's good. Although Ron is, like, trying to be reassuring this whole chapter. He's like, we know Millicent's ugly. I know. It's not you. No tact. Ron has zero no tact. What, did you get stuck with Millie's nose? <laughs> Um, um, uh, okay, sorry. I have a couple notes about this. Yeah. Where, where Hermione loses me a little bit in this chapter, I, actually, she doesn't lose me, this is fine, is she's like, I got the hair from my robe. Now, this is the first of two times Hermione uses hair from her robe for polyjuice potion. The second time is for Bellatrix was drained. And even though that time does work, I feel like after this time, she should not trust the second time. Well, I think the second time, it's like, obviously, because it's like a long Could have been a Dobby hair. You never know. What if you could turn into someone that's died if you have their hair? Ooh, that's like 
spooky. That is super spooky. I'm gonna check fan fiction to see if that. Ooh, like if you catch that. Oh, that freaks Oh my god. That really freaks me out. You were the one that said Dobby. <laughs> well, I okay. Yeah, I know what you meant. Uh, I just meant like there could have been. I just think it was like in that case it was like really clear that it was Bellatrix's. I know. But yeah, good point though. I hadn't thought about that. Um. Also, she doesn't, like, how long seem, that she doesn't even seem to <laughs> Yeah, <Melissa>. Yeah, <laughs> Hermione, this is not a good look on you. Unless it's like really long cat hair. I don't think any cat hair unless Melissa's like rocking a pretty nice bob or pixie cut. Mm, but she She no ain't no pixie. Aw, <laughs> sorry, Millie. <laughs> it's alright. People ship Millie and Hermione for reasons that are unknown. Um, because they tussle. Yeah, they have a little Canoodle. Um, I love that it changes colors, the potion. Like, yeah. I think that's cool. Um, I know. Um, I said it was good thinking Harry to be like, we should not change our hair, but then he kept his clothes on. I know. So dumb. I was like, why would you not change your clothes? That's what my note says. You're so dumb. Like, his shoes. He didn't even take his shoes off. He was like, oh yeah, my shoes are gonna be way too small. Wait, my let my let my feet expand in them. You rip. Also, they ripped. Like if his clothes ripped off of his body, <laughs> that's what they're described as. I was like, Harry, as the change was happening, you couldn't fumble around with some butt. Well, apparently, it's very painful. Yeah, it reminds me of like when a werewolf transformation, not in this canon, but in like other instances, yeah. like Teen Wolf, such things. Um. I can't remember. Is the voice thing, like, inconsistent? No, I know it's just the movie. movie. It's the movie. Because then I couldn't remember, because I remember Ron, like, kind of adjusting Hermione's voice at Bellatrix, but I don't think it's, like, her actual voice. It's, like, how she's talking. Right. Yeah. It's her... Yeah. But, yeah, I do remember in the movies, like, they can't... They have to do pretend. a fake yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, could you do that again? Yeah. This is, uh, my Goyle voice thing. I don't know. I lost it. All right. It's very New York. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I can't do any more British Gino accents. or whatever. Yeah. Hey, Harry. Okay, never mind. Um. Uh, wish this was set in, like, uh, Long Island, New York. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll just do Harry Potter over again, except they're in Ilvermorny. And it's the same thing, except they're all from New York. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't even want to join in because it's so great. <laughs> um, why don't they know that girl's in Ravenclaw? Like, what is she wearing Ooh. that they don't know? Okay, I do have a great note about that. But, oh, sorry. first, love this interaction. Um, where Ross, like, Hermione, we know like, I don't love it, but, like, I love it. I think all, every time Ron <laughs> brings up how ugly Millicent is to reassure Hermione. And Hermione's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, what is that cat? Like, is that, like, the cat? Yeah, just feels in a weird place for Hermione. Let's put that in. He banged on Hermione's door. Come on, we need to go. A high-pitched voice answered him. I don't think I'm going to come after all. You go on without me. Hermione, we know Millicent Bulstrode's ugly. No one's going to know it's you. No, really. I don't think I'll come. You two hurry up. You're wasting time. It is 
that is like it's so drastically different from Hermione's normal voice. I couldn't tell if it was her crying voice. Like what is going I know. on? I think it's supposed to be like a voice change, like but it's like the cat as a human is what I assume. It's weird. But why don't they notice a difference in her voice? When I don't I know if noticed. that's just Jim Dale. Oh no, a high pitched voice answered them. Um what is that word? Oh, I'm going to commission someone to do a fan fiction, please. Okay. Oh. Harry and Crab. Because Harry is like, don't swing your arms like that. Crab holds them a sort of stiff. Like, why does Harry know that about Crab? I have a great answer. I have a great answer. Because Harry spent so much time watching Malfoy. No, he's watching Crab. No, he spent so much time watching Malfoy that he knows how Malfoy's cronies walk. Yeah. I'm also, I have read. I've read a fan fiction, brief interlude that didn't ship Crab and Harry, but they did hook up. They kissed once in Truth or Dare, and it was really sweet because everyone like her, uh, Draco, afraid of his sexuality, was like being really like homophobic, and I actually really hated this Draco in this fic, so I just like started shipping Crab Harry because I was yeah, so I mad. mean, because Harry's like obviously watching how he walks. <laughs> He's got a thing for crab. But, um, but anyway, so in this part, like, Harry's and then crab just like quietly whispers to Harry, like, no one's ever wanted to kiss me. Aww. And it's so sad and sweet. And then they kiss. And everyone's like, oh, like, good Harry on, t- like, taking one for the team. You and suck, crab Draco. is sad. And Draco's terrible. And life. Anyway, back to to the Ravenclaw girls. You know who that is. Mm. Romilda Vane. No! What? Okay, first of all, Romilda Vane's in Gryffindor. Oh, right. Second of all, it's Penelope. Because... Oh! Wait! You're so right! I know! Okay. Oh my god, I I got caught up with the curly hair. I was like, it's Romilda Vane. Okay, um, so part two of my notes on Percy. (laughs) It's Penelope because they're doing it in the dungeon. They're definitely doing it Are you sure that the air of Slytherin is not going to mess with you? 
you because you're a prefect. Well, they have a line, Fred and George have a line later because Penelope gets petrified. Mm -hmm. And he, Fred and George are like, I think he's in shock because she was a prefect. Yeah. But they don't know that they're doing it in the dungeons. That's so sad. Poor person. Oh my god, that's my chapter reading, doing it in the dungeons. (laughs) There it is. Crab and Harry doing it in the dungeons, you know, uh, Percy and Penelope. Oop, I've got one putting out with Percy and Penelope. That was the, this is all that we got from that chapter, is this small little Look, I have like five notes on it, so. Um, um, Percy was sneaking to see his girlfriend is my next note. Well, wait, the, the thing where he says, like, I'm a prefect, I said, that's the dumbest logic, you'll do well with Umbridge, because she's like, I'm a Hogwarts teacher, don't hurt me. Ooh. Yeah, I went deep there. You did, you like really, like. Because that's what it reminds me of uh, him saying, like, I'm a uh, prefect. Oh, my gosh. It's her saying, like, I'm a teacher, and I'm senior undersecretary to the teacher. See, Percy and I are getting along right now, because he's a lot of comedic oh, relief, sorry, and I like his I girlfriend. But, like, you you brought up Umbridge, and it just, like, my hatred for him just... Like, no, it honestly, it was like somebody poisoned my blood. Like, I was like, ugh, <laughs> Percy's the worst. Anyway, um... Pure blood is the Slytherin password. Really? Really? I was afraid it was MB, but um, I also said, nah, just doing it in the dungeons. That was my next note on the Christian penalty thing. Uh, just so you know, I didn't know on it. Um, yes, pure blood. Come on, JK. There has to be some non-racist Slytherins. Like, first of all, why would Snape let their password be pure blood? But see, like, they don't decide. Well, I don't know how the Slytherin ones, but, like, the knocker decides for Ravenclaw, and, like, the portrait decides for Gryffindor. Like, it's not the head of house that decides. Still. I'm just saying. Still. That's, like, is there, is it true that there, are there no muggle-born? That is true. There are no muggle-born Slytherins? Yes. But they're half-blood Slytherins, right? Yes. Maybe. I I want a Muggle-born Slytherin. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, but I think there's, like, a line about it, that there's been no Muggle-born Slytherin. That seems so ridiculous. What if you were the most Slytherin, Slytherin, like, that's, it's a I personality think trait. that is, like, the charm not to, because, like, Salazar was like, nah. I want, I want Muggle-born Slytherins in Revolt. That's all I'm saying. That's how, um... Worm, what, what, Wormtail's a pureblood, right? Or is he half Probably half. I don't know. What if, he's not a muggle What born. if Wormtail was a muggle-born? And so, he got Gryffindor because... Maybe. But I don't think you could be a muggle-born and be a Death Eater. True. I mean, you could, like, be secretive about it, but, like, I think it would come out. Yeah. I, I don't think he really is. But I'm just saying, like, if then you're wrongly housed. Like, I don't believe that every... Muggleborn that's ever been alive deserved to be in either Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, or um, Hufflepuff. Like, I know a lot of Muggleborn Slytherins. No, you don't. Yes. No, you don't. Okay. What do you mean? You don't know anybody at Hogwarts. No, I'm saying, I mean, like, we're all 
technically muggles, wow, that hurt me to say. So we know a lot of people who would be sorted into Slytherin. Yes, but they're not actually there. But they have person. Never mind. I'm just saying they're personality traits. So it's like... Right, but like... You can't say they're muggle-born, is what I'm saying. I can say whatever I want, Molly. Okay. Let's move on to... This is terrible. Harry and Ron should feel so bad. Harry, give him 50 galleons. <laughs> Real. <laughs> that isn't, sorry, that isn't a reference to the newspaper article that Arthur Weasley got fined for having the magical car and, like, Harry and Ron never revisit this. Ron's gonna write Arthur a note about the hidden whatever, but, like, not to apologize. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ron's such a, like, dick when he gets un unpolyjuiced. He doesn't even say anything about, like, oh, poor my dad. Because Mr. Weasley is, like, his whole bill gets swept under... Well, we don't know if well, it will we'll actually... assume that yeah. it doesn't pass, the Muggle Protection Act. And I just feel really sad for him. Um, yeah, but Harry should just send him 50 galleons. <laughs> cool, but accurate impression of Colin. <laughs> it's my next one. I know. <laughs> Can I make your shoes, Save Potter? Ugh, so much jealousy. Oh, Draco. Draco, 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 Draco. I also noticed that Draco does say Muggleborn, like, a couple of times. He also says the MB word, but he also says Muggleborn, so I'm like, he probably just says that for show, which is, like, not a great insight, but, like... Yeah, I mean, this whole, his whole little bit, it's just, he's, like, a puppet for his parents. Yeah. You can tell he's like, oh, I was telling my dad, like, I was asking my dad about I know, this. he mentioned his dad saying X so, so much. much. And I'm just like, oh, baby. Baby boy. Oh, I also said he's talking about Harry and company so much. Like, he keeps bringing them up, like, un... Because if anything is true, it's that Draco Malfoy's obsessed with Harry Potter. I'm not saying it's Or, necess- like, all three of them. Right. Like, I- I'm not saying it's necessarily that... Um, he's in he's love, in with, love with anybody, but he's, like, unnaturally obsessed with them. There's yeah. no need for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are also fixated on him because they, like, concocted this whole plan on Malfoy, and, like, Harry's obviously obsessed with him in the sixth one, but, um... Like, I'm trying to give a non-jury person. No, I'm, I mean, I'm still technically giving a non-jury thing. I'm just saying it's, like, both sides. They're both, like... Obsessed with each other. Yeah, well, in both trios or whatever. Kind of. Like, I don't think Crab and Goyle give a shit. Well, we don't know. I mean, we don't. Yeah. I'm sure they don't, but... Although, yeah, I mean, I guess Crab is the one that's like, damn it, It's scum. Yeah. Okay, so I have kind of a long note on Malfoy. Okay, please give it. I'm always happy to talk about Malfoy. Yeah, so I really like this whole bit for him, because I think it shows a lot of his characteristics that make the sixth book more significant like he's so eager and is like all talk but then when he's actually like faced with it he could never like really do anything and I think part of that's because he's sheltered and he says like my dad like just wants me to keep my head down like his dad is even like don't get involved and like his parents don't want him to get involved with Voldemort yeah but he does because he's like He's like, I wish I could help them out. And he's, like, all about, like, wanting to do, like, all the bad stuff mm-hmm. because he thinks that's what his parents want. But it's not what his parents want. And I just... And he could never actually go through with anything, which I think is proven, like, multiple times in the books. But I just think it's a really great... This is, like, such a foreshadow of his character for later on. Yeah, and I definitely think... 
That was really fast. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, I, I love it. I also, I definitely think that, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Well, I'll just finish my thought. So it's, he's like, I hope it's Granger, which like, obviously he doesn't actually hope that it's Hermione that dies. Like, yeah. he's just saying that because he's just like talking shit, basically. Yeah. I think he, I think, and he, what I notice a lot about this ch- part about his little monologue here in particular is that he, oh, he is such a parent pleaser. And I think yeah. it's like, his dad doesn't give him the attention he wants, and he just wants to be seen. Like, his, yeah. it, I think it's clear. And by the teachers, that's why he hates, hates Harry, because yeah. he gets all the attention, in his mind. And, you know, and in Malfoy, that's, you know, he, he just wants to be the center of attention all the time, and he needs constant validation. And then when he is the center of attention, he can't handle he it. He can't, like, he freaks out. <laughs> yeah. And I, um... And I don't, I just, his obsession with his father and what his dad's doing, and I, um, and they think Harry's the heir, like, Potter's the heir of Slytherin, like, he could never be the heir of Slytherin, like, he just talks about these things, like, they're idols, like, they're gods, and then he also, on the opposite end, talks about muggle-borns, like, the sim- a similar way to the way, like, the Nazis talked about the Jews, which is, like, the point, clearly, or, like, how, um, how racist talked about, you know, well, anybody who's not, but, like, in slavery, like, black people, like, it's, like, because they're not pure wizards, which is what he keeps saying, like, oh, it's like they have no wizard respect, the Weasleys, you know? He sees anyone that's non-wizard as second class, and he, it's obviously a learned mentality. And because he so desperately wants to be first class, and so he's gonna put anyone below him, even... He's like, there's Ron under, because he's like, oh, blood trader, oh, Harry, because he's basically, like, anybody, any connection he can have to put them beneath him, he will. Yeah. Um, another cool note that we get is from Malfoy here, Lucius knows all about it. Talking about the chamber. Um, but I can't, but my dad won't tell me, because, you know, um, it'll look too suspicious if I know too much. Which is interesting. So he, de- like, we know that he puts the diary in, Jenny, like, Jenny's yeah. thing. Like, this is all Lucius's plan, right? Right. So he knows everything. And it just goes back to, like, how many other people know. Because it's the way Malfoy talks about it, it seems like his dad has had, like, meetings or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems... Why do you think he's had, me- like, meetings with who? Not other Death Eaters, but maybe, like, has talked to Snape about. I, I'm, like, trying to, I was trying to, like, piece together what all of that meant. Because oh. it seems like he's had, it's been brought, or, like, even just his mom, his, he's talked to Narcissa about it. I think that Draco thinks that Lucius found out about it, like, through the rumor mill. Like, oh, like, older students told Lucius about it, and it's, like, kind of a myth. Well, not really a myth, but, like, that the chamber had been opened before. That's what Draco thinks. Because I'm sure Draco, like, has sent them letters being like, oh my gosh, guess what's happening here? Like, somebody opened the chamber, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Lucius is like, yeah, but I'm not going to say anything, blah, 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 or whatever. Okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. For me, it's, like, I don't know. The way Draco says it, it's not like, my dad... 
Because for me, if Lucius, Lucius would just be like, keep your head down, I don't know anything about, you know what I'm saying? He would just lie to him. Like, I don't know why his dad would write him a letter being like, yes, I do know all of this, but you can't know it. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows how curious Draco is. Yeah. And I don't think he would care too much. For me, it seems like Draco saw the works of something happening and he was like bothering his father about it. Or he's just like heard it them mention the chamber before. Right, exactly, or yeah. something like that. Because he's like, but he knows all about it. Yeah, he's, that's what really gets me, is he knows all about it. He says that like it's a definitive fact. Yeah. Um. Oh, I hope it's Granger. Whatever, Malfoy. Yeah. Like, awful thing to say, but I don't think he means it. I don't think he means it. I don't think he wants anyone that he knows to get hurt. He's such a little fluff nutter underneath it all. Um, I like the drop-in of Askman, although we do hear more about it later with Hagrid, mm-hmm. but um, especially for the next book. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, to the whole, like, um, thing under the drawing room. Yeah. Why would he even tell Crabbe and Coyle this? Like, that's, like, probably, like, super secretive. Probably, but I was thinking about this same thing when I was reading, and I think it's sort of, like, among those pureblood circle, like, Crabbe and Goyle's fit parents are also both Death Eaters, so I think it's, like, if you don't have anything, like, dark, having dark magic objects is, like, really prestigious to that yeah. circle, so he's probably, like, we definitely have it, it's just all of our stuff is where well hidden, you know? Yeah. But, like, probably shouldn't tell them. Probably not. But, like, he's yeah. showing off. He's showing off. Um, uh, interesting that they raided the manor. Like, we knew it was happening, but. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad we get, I just think we get a lot of really juicy information here. I do, too. And we don't get to spend a lot of time in Slytherin or with Malfoy, so I think it's, I don't know. I like yeah, because it. It, they wasted, like, 20 minutes talking to Percy. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I'm out of Slytherin now, so. Um, yeah, my only- Oh, I love Ron defending Hermione, like, getting so upset about Hermione. I know. I think it was sweet. Although, boy getting that got no chill. (laughs) Um. Harry's like, calm that down, my friend. I just, my last note was, like, transforming is, like, really painful, but, like, not transforming back. Like, they just transfer back, like, nothing. Maybe it's because- they were transforming into someone bigger than themselves, that it was so painful. Like, you had to, like, extend your bones, but maybe your bones were just, like, shrinking. But I think in all of it, it's always, like, transferring, transforming in the beginning is really painful, and then I guess it's just, like, reverting back to yourself, whether it's, like, bigger or smaller. I don't know. Yeah. But it, that's, like, consistent. Yeah. Moaning Myrtle being so happy about Hermione is so rude, but so I love it. I said, lol. And then I said, so unfortunate. After Hermione did literally all the work and she doesn't even get to I do know. it. No, it, it actually kind of makes me mad. Like, I feel like she could have got, she would have been able to get more out of Malfoy than they did. Yeah. Um, and this book, but I just, I also think it's better this way because I don't think he would have talked about all that stuff with Millicent there. 
I just assumed if she went, like, she'd just be kind of, like, meandering, like, in, like, not in the conversation, but just kind of doing her own thing, but, like, listening. Right, but I feel like Malfoy would be, like, Millicent, get, or something like yeah. that, you know? Like, he would, I feel like she they would... tease her, yeah. Yeah. Um, I said this book is just, like, all about Harry and Ron adventures, like, we talked about that. It starts with the car, and then they'll have more later. When I was a little girl, that used to really make me angry. That Hermione was missing from so much of this book. No, yeah, like, it used to, like... I would get upset about it. Especially even later, she does yeah, all the work. She, yeah, she does all the work, and she doesn't even get to go into the chamber. And I was just sitting here like, okay, well, I guess her comatose body is enough, even though she doesn't, like, I was yeah. so bad about it when I was reading. Because especially since I was reading it by my, the second book was the first book I was reading by myself, and I was obsessed with Hermione. And I was just, like, reading this book by myself, and I'm just like, Hermione's not even in half of it. Fine. Um, that was that's awesome. my note. Thank you, Mia. Of polyjuice soda. Okay, my champion was Hermione, but honorable mentions to <laughs> Myrtle, Fred and George, Percy, and Hagrid. <laughs> Just honorable mentions. Now that I'm thinking about it, Hermione probably should be my champion, but my champion is Hagrid. No, I was really happy with Hagrid. He just has such a small part. No, yeah. Um, my Myrtle really shouldn't get an honorable mention, but I think it's just funny how she reacts. I know. She has some good one-liners, too. She really gets her bite. Uh, my rat is Malfoy. Yes, honorable mention to the sorting hat, though. Yes, honorable mention to the sorting hat. How many points did you get? Okay, so I think this is probably the highest I've ever given a chapter, but... Whoa, you gave it more than Mirror of Arisen? Well, so I, one, I don't remember when I gave it Mirror, but I was like, I still like the Mirror of Arisen better, but I just have no scale. Um, and I gave it 200 points. Whoa! Yeah, I really like this chapter. I liked it too. I think I went low on points. I gave it 110 points. Whoa, I've definitely given other chapters chapters 150 in this book <laughs> i think you do but i okay the thing about this chapter that i i really like it but i also really like malfoy as a character and i as much as i like getting glimpses of him i don't like seeing him this racist it really upsets me well yeah that's really upsetting but i do like i was saying like i really like no i the love getting the glimpse of getting a glimpse of and I think it's important to his character but since I have such a strong love for him like I I get like really I'm like you're so evil I can't with you it's so unfortunate like my yeah. secondhand embarrassment for him goes like through the roof yeah so I gave it a lot of points but it's also like this book I think has a lot of highs and a lot of lows and there's not a lot of middle for me so the highs like are really high what has been your lows mostly the death day party besides the death day party okay we have a low chapter in each book we have death day party and we have norbert okay um like dobby's warning um the worst birthday like i don't like the first two chapters that much oh i like those chapters i think they're fun um, because they make me anxious, mostly, with Dobby. Um, I get really mad about the flying car, so I didn't really like Whomping Willow. All of these things, I feel like, are interesting parts about the second book, though. 
I yeah, I like small parts about it, but I still I'd say the book as a whole is not my favorite. It's still probably like least favorite for me. Even though there are like I love Lockhart and I find things that I really like about the book, but I think when I look at it overall, it still doesn't strike very high for me. But I individual things I really like. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to do a definitive once we go through all of them. Like what is my least favorite? What is my favorite? I'll do a ranking. Yeah. Right now it's one for one. Right. So I'm not going <laughs> to rank right now. Um OWLs. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. What did Harry get for Christmas? Okay, he got... From the Dursleys. (laughs) From the Dursleys, he got a toothpick and a note that requested (laughs) if he could spend summer break at Hogwarts And Harry's like, I would if I could. Yeah, right? And then he got a Weasley sweater that Malfoy later... Oh, yeah! I was going to mention that because the first time I read it, I read it as like... He got a sweater that he couldn't stop making comments about. Mm-hmm. But then when I re-listened to it, I was like, oh, he's making snag comments about Harry's sweater. because Why is he it. talking about Harry's sweater? Like, you're so crazy, Malfoy. Yeah, but I bet Harry noticed, like, Crab's sweater. <laughs> stop. <laughs> he knows how Crab walks because he watches Malfoy all the time. Look, he wasn't talking about how Malfoy walked, though. <laughs> or even how Goyle walked. <laughs> well, he was Goyle, so he wasn't going to... Yeah, but he wasn't like, hey, this is how Goyle was. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, yeah, so Dursley's check, Weasley's. Oh, just a clarification. That thing I was talking about, the truth or dare one with Crab and Goyle, it was Goyle that Harry kissed, <gasps> not Crab. Oh, I just remember no. it because it was def- cause Goyle was definitely extra sad because Crab had just died. Oh. So it was. Yeah. Wow. I forgot. My bad. Disappointing. Sorry. Okay. I just needed to, like, get that off my chest. What did Ron get him? Oh, Ron got him cannon stuff. Uh, you know what kind of thing it was? That's what I... I think it was a poster, right? No? I don't know what it was. It was a book. Okay. Flying with the cannon. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, he got him cannon stuff. <laughs> um... You know what Hermione got him? I almost made this as a note, but I decided to make it a quiz question. Because I think it's funny. Um, a luxury eagle feather quill. <laughs> yeah, I skipped right on past that. The best Hermione gift is that Quidditch. Uh, I know. He loves set. it so Yeah, much. he uses it so much. Oh, uh, that broom cleaning kit. Um, okay, so I've got like zero. <laughs> what do I do for... You got the Weasleys and the Dursleys. Okay. What did, what did Malfoy get Harry for Christmas? A whole lot of snark. <laughs> oh, I'm sad. Okay. How does Harry describe Crab after Ron's changed into him? 
it's like more about yeah, describing Crab's appearance. He has like a bemused look on his face, which is like the only thing he noticed okay. as Rod. That's good. I'll give you some points for that, but okay. that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like stocky. It's more about yeah. Okay, no, that's not what I'm looking for. But he is stocky, I guess. Um, an incredulous look on his face. I don't know. Mary describes him as having a pudding bowl haircut. Oh yeah, and gorilla arms. <laughs> Yes, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you a thing for the uh, the bemused look because that's um, that's a big thing. Okay, I have another question. Okay, I have another one. What did Hermione add to the potion to finish it off? She said, "I've been up for an hour adding blank." Wormwood? Capital Wormwood? No, what is it? Um, Lace. Lace wing fly! Lace wings, yeah. I couldn't, uh, I was like in between the two. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. Save me up. I'm so angry. Always go with your first choice. That's what they tell you on quizzes. I have such test anxiety. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Where is the Malfoy secret chamber? Follow the drawing board. Or drawing room. Follow the drawing board. <laughs> Oh, wait, let me read more of Water's stuff. Did you have any more questions? No. Okay. Um, so, back to the water thing of any mysteries from this chapter. Um, in all caps, is JKR subtle or what? In reference to... Um, Percy and Penelope? No, something about the food... It's okay. Those of you who fell over can get up now and recover. Those of you who kept sloppy notes, let us know when you have found all your cabbage references. Whoa, this book is so sassy. Wait, what? Okay, I will finish reading. Especially the ones from book one where it talked about Mrs. Fig's house smelling of cabbage. We now know that the cabbage smell might have been, is it Mrs. Fig's or something else, brewing polyjuice potion in her house, and if so, why? Is Mrs. Fig also someone else, or is there some kind of potion being brewed in there? Whoa, that's actually a fun theory. Like, he thinks cabbage smell, and, like, Mrs. Fig's house smells like cabbage. Like, is she brewing Polly's potion? Is she, like, Dumbledore or something, keeping an eye on Harry? Mrs. Fig is Dumbledore. Who is Ron? (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Maybe Ron is Mrs. Fig. Okay, this is too much for me. I need to, I need to take a pause because there are so, I have so many questions. First of all, first of all, JK Rowling, this, we clearly know since we've read the rest of the book that Mrs. Fink is Mrs. Fink. I know, but like, what but, a great theory. No, great theory, but like, Questionable, why do you love cabbages so much, J.K. Rowling, that you have used their smell to describe two things? I, I myself I have never British or Scottish. a specific cabbage. Well, like, cabbage is, like, big in Ireland. She's from Scotland, so. But, like, cabbages don't have that strong of a I smell. I think they do, actually. Like, like for, cabbage, and it has, like, a really strong taste, too. I mean, they have a strong taste. I mean, I've tasted and smelled cabbages, but she's not, like, it smells Especially like Especially cooked cabbage. Cooked cabbage, I think, does smell strong. It smells like cabbages to me. 
Like, I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there are such stronger scents in the world. She used cabbages twice. At least. Okay. So this is what we were talking about earlier. So this was a quote from Waters. If by now you are aware that coincidences do not just happen with JKR, you should be wondering what both a Ravenclaw and a Gryffindor prefect were doing in the dungeon area near Slytherin. If you don't know, we aren't going to ruin it for you. Dot, dot, dot. That's what you find out later in the book. But, um. They bone in. And then here's another note about Hermione and Ron. Watch your step, Ron. Hermione's hissing mess. <laughs> and then not Draco. Total bummer. We learned storyline clues that the last time the chamber was open was 50 years ago. Someone died and someone was expelled. It's time to think about who might have died and who might have been expelled. We're given the hint that the person who died was Muggleborn, and we wonder how many students have ever been expelled from the school. Fred, Fred and George are still at, at, attending, so it must not be too easy to get kicked out. Yeah, so not that great. All right, Waters. You got me on cabbages. I revoke your 10 points, but you're still at a rest in zero for this chapter. Oh, yeah, they bring up the, the thing about, like, the owl posts and muggle posts, like, that the Dursley send the toothpick. It's like, do they send it by mail, or just how do we go to them? And I think we've talked about that before, like, how does that get? We yeah, about that's, last book. that's, like, good on them. That's actually a good note. We never find out what Crab and Goyle thought happened to them. Maybe they were too embarrassed to admit it. Or maybe they had too much holiday cheer. Yeah. So thanks, Waters, for nothing. Wow. Except for the cabbage stuff. That was good. Thanks for the cabbages, Waters. We'll always have, Waters, will, you and me will always have the cabbage. Um, so if you want to tune in next episode, tell us who the diary belongs to. Bum, bum, bum. Like us on Facebook, write us a review on iTunes, tweet at us. Um, thank you for everyone that participated in the Lockhart debate. I think a lot of fun things were talked about, but I'm not going to say them on here. You guys can go look on our Facebook page to see what people decided. Fool or genius? Fool or genius? That's a little more uh, uh, Harry Potter said in New York for you. Yes, if you have a great fanfic on Harry and Crab or Harry in New York, let us know. <laughs> um, I'm sure Harry in New York happens a lot now that Fantastic Beasts is out, though. Yeah, but, like, with accents, please. Um, <laughs> like, we want an, we want American AU. I read, like, an, a half-American AU where Sirius was from America and was an exchange student. Uh, love. But, like, like, that doesn't make sense. It would make more sense if, like, Lupin was the exchange well, student. Well, it wasn't, like, an exchange student, sorry. It was, Lupin was in, Sco lives in Scotland, and it was the break before school for Sirius, like, before college, before he goes to uni. So then Sirius goes on, like, a holiday to uh, Scotland and meets Remus. It's cute. Anyway, so, um, it's called The Highland Fling, if you're interested. Um, uh... Okay, so I have a little fandom Tumblr thing to share with you. Just something I was thinking of doing. I did it last week. Um, here's what it says. Did you tumble it on our account? Um, I will. I'll go. It'll be on our account. 
And this is um, written by Alright Evans. 17 sickles to a galleon and 29 canuts to a sickle seems like a pretty confusing system for a community of people who stop learning maths at age 11. <laughs> is what she says. Truth. Like, fair. Truth. Truth. Also, um, if you guys are on the internet, you might know that... Um, a new Harry, um, not new, but a Harry Potter clothing line was just released. Yes, I um, it's um, it's really cool. They have some really great stuff. It's like specifically for adults. Yeah, um, I um have my own issues with it. Um, my one issue with it is the price. I think it's way overpriced. But I have heard from other people that it's overpriced because the clothes are very well made. Well, I'm glad about that. Um, my second issue is, and it might be because it's an Australian store, but looking at sizing. So technically in some of their clothes, because of the size differences, the highest size they have is a size six, which is ridiculous. And um, that makes it's me called... a little, accessibility wise, that makes it really kind of black milk Clothing. Is this the one you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Um, but they have some really great stuff, so <laughs> that in mind. Holy um, moly, the leggings are $85. Yeah. Um, I have some issues with it, but mainly just because I really want some stuff, and it's, like, crazy expensive, and also really, like, I wanted a pair of, like, they have a really cute sh pair of shorteralls, Hogwarts shorteralls, that I was going to shell out the money for because I heard it was well-made clothing, but, um... A size six is not going to fit anywhere near my bottom. I'll also say this. They are representing all of the houses, which is nice to see. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. Good things about it. Very well made, apparently. Also, really, really cute. Like, this stuff is really wearable. Like, you can make it um, an everyday wear. I will also say, however, that a lot of the stuff, like, I've definitely seen every pair of leggings that they sell and a lot of their dresses I've seen just on Amazon for like $10. So if you're going to buy either the leggings or the um, the Marauder's Map dress or the um, or the Deathly Hollows dress, all of those I've seen sold on Amazon for way cheaper. So don't get that stuff. But um, they have other like definitely more unique pieces like the Patronus skirt is really cool. Like, I already mentioned the, um, the Hogwarts Shorteralls, the, um, they have a really cute Marauder's Map skirt that I've never seen before that's really cute. They have amazing owl, like, Hedwig shorts that are extremely cute, very Harry Potter subtle. Yeah, so, anyway, like us on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, like us, we'll put a link to the clothing on our page um, if you want to check that out. I'll also reblog that post on Tumblr. Follow us on Tumblr. It's a lot more active now. Um, yeah, do all that such things. Talk to us. We love you. Um, contribute to our chats. Alrighty. Our fireside chats. Fireside chats! If you have some opinions on... Um, Brooklyn Harry, please share. Bye. Bye. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum.